The Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America represents the nation's leading biopharmaceutical research companies. We are proud to work with universities, research centers, and other innovators to develop new medicines that help patients live longer, healthier lives. To learn more, visit phrma.org. You're listening to Autumn on the Air, the weekly podcast that brings you conversations about the impact of research commercialization and the people who make it happen. Join us for interviews with patent and licensing professionals, innovators, entrepreneurs, and tech transfer leaders on the issues and trends that matter most. Keep listening for an inside track on the people, IP policies, and politics changing our world. Welcome to Autumn on the Air. In this two-part episode, we will be exploring advocacy for technology transfer at the state, local, and federal levels, and we will be getting down to brass tacks, discussing practical strategies that tech transfer professionals can employ to initiate meaningful conversation with government officials, build relationships, and deal with policy challenges. Joining us as our guest is Autumn's Advocacy and Alliances Coordinator, Mike Waring. Mike is president slash CEO of Waring Federal Strategies, a D.C.-based consulting firm. He has been active with Autumn for nearly 20 years, having previously served as Assistant Vice President of Advocacy and more recently, Cabinet Chair of the Advocacy and Alliances Portfolio. Mike previously worked as director of the University of Michigan's D.C. office for 20 years, where he was active on tech transfer and IP issues. He chaired the AAU Task Force on Intellectual Property, IT, and Tech Transfer for many years, as well as working with Autumn on advocacy issues. Before his work with Michigan, Mike worked in the National Association of Broadcasters and was a legislative aide slash press secretary for Representative Harold Rogers, a Republican from Kentucky. He has received numerous honors, including Autumn's Volunteer of the Year Award and the Buy Dole Award. Welcome back to the podcast, Mike. It's great to have you back on the air. Lisa, I always enjoy talking to you and all of our Autumn members. So thanks for giving me the opportunity today to do that as we look at a new year facing us in Washington and around the country. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot to talk about. And that's the reason why we're doing this as a two-part episode to explore the nuts and bolts of advocacy for tech transfer. So today we're going to talk about advocacy at the state and local level. And then next week, we're going to talk about it at the federal level. So we have a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump right in. And Mike, the first question I wanted to ask you is, given your extensive background in advocacy, how can tech transfer offices initiate meaningful conversations with state and local governments about the significance of innovation and tech transfer? Well, that's a great question to start with. And I, I want to preface all of my comments here during these next two uh, discussions we're going to have about the importance of uh, the first thing that tech transfer people need to do is work with their government relations people on their own campus who are in charge of all these relationships with state and local officials and federal officials. It's really important that you interweave our issues onto their broader agenda. They're talking to these people on a wide range of issues all the time. And in order to get the maximum impact, you want to tap into the expertise and the relationships that your federal and state relations people have with people in government. 
So that's the very first thing. Before you do anything in terms of trying to reach outreach to policymakers, whatever level they may be, you want to make sure you're coordinating all that with your government relations people. That's really key because they have these relationships that you can then use to help advance our arguments on some of these important issues. I, I think the most important thing for tech transfer offices to do is, is really just become educators of how this process works. You know, we assume that people understand how ideas come from the lab into the marketplace, that they understand all about patenting and finding investors and all that sort of stuff. They don't have a clue about any of that. Almost none of them has a clue about any of that. Uh, when I go up on the hill talking about issues with Steve Susalka, AAU's uh, CEO, the first question we ask in any meeting is, what do you know about tech transfer when we're talking to congressional staffers? And most of them know very little. So we need to explain our business first before we talk about our issues. That's kind of a ironclad rule of lobbying. No one's going to understand what you care, how you care about a certain issue if they don't understand how your business works. So we got to explain how our business works. And there's a great graphic on the Autumn website that I would encourage people to go use. It's, it's kind of like a cycle of innovation. It's like a big recycling arrow that goes around in a big circle. And it starts with the idea being brought to the tech transfer office, being evaluated, making decisions about patenting, finding investors, finding somebody we can license to, and what happens to the whole process. It's a wonderful piece. It's a one-page sort of infographic that you can use when you talk to anybody about what you're doing, whether it's a business, a policymaker, somebody in your family. It explains what it's all about and how the money comes back in to spur more tech transfer when we get licensing revenues back. It's great. I would encourage you to make copies of it, and you can actually personalize it to things on your own campus. So that's one thing I would do. But we really need to educate policymakers about what it is. What is tech transfer? What are we talking about here? Why, why is a patent so important? Why do we need to find investors? We don't make the things we discover. We have to find somebody to make them with our idea or take our idea to the next level so hopefully it can become commercialized. So that's what we need to do. And so that's really the focus. So when you get engaged in a meaningful conversation with people about tech transfer, start from that basic point. What is tech transfer? Describe it. Give examples of it. Talk about things you've done on your own campus. Make sure they understand the importance of patenting and finding licenses and having ha having an idea that actually has commercializability. And if you can do that, then you will have gone a long way in helping your university or your institution uh, educate people about this process so they understand why we care about certain issues that are going to come up in relation to that. Now, Mike, what tips would you have for tech transfer professionals who are looking to establish strong connections with state and local government officials in order to ensure a collaborative approach to fostering innovation? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think the, it starts on your own campus by having good relationships with your, for your vice president of research, uh, your president, uh, other people on your campus, uh, how, however you're organized. There are some tech transfer offices are standalone. Some are parts of, tra uh, of uh, vice presidents of research offices, usually in that case. Uh, when I worked at Michigan, we had a, um, a business engagement center that was a part of that, that did all of the interacting between the university and some industrial partners. So there's all these different connections, but you want to make sure you have your relationships with those, the internal relationships first. And then when you look to the outside, you know, every state that I know of is in the economic development business. They all want to create more jobs. They all want to bring new industry to their state. 
And if you can show that your tech transfer office is contributing to that effort by creating startups, by licensing new ideas to companies that already exist in your state, they're going to be all ears. They're going to want to know, oh, that's great. Tell me more about that. How can we do more of that? What can I do to help you at the university do more of that? So working again with your state and local um, government relations people to look for opportunities to share those successes is really important. You know, there's an old expression, you've all heard it, all politics is local. It really is. At the end of the day, congressmen and senators and mayors and everybody else, they have to care about what's right in front of them. What are the voters going to evaluate them on when they go to the polls? And so if you can show that your success can help create success for your region, then they're going to be all for that. So you've got to try to establish these relationships, again, using your federal relations and your state relations people, but making sure that you're talking on your own campus first, getting everybody on the same page so that then that ideas can be sold to the policymakers in your region. Now, Mike, you've mentioned a little bit about how advocacy involves education, but it also involves addressing concerns and misconceptions. So I'm curious, from your perspective, how can tech transfer offices effectively engage with local policymakers to alleviate maybe any reservations they have, as well as educate them about the tangible benefits of tech transfer? Well, I think, again, here we're talking about it's that's another way of saying how do we make sure they don't misunderstand what we're doing exactly. here. And I think that I think that starts by, again, going back to explaining how tech transfer works. I mean, what is this process that we're in the middle of? It's all positive things. Uh, I, I, I don't know of any negative aspect in tech transfer. Now, there have been some communities that have looked at tech transfer as a business operation and actually tried to tax it at the local level because they say, oh, this is revenue for the university. It ought to be taxed. But again, I think if you explain to cities and communities and counties and states why that's a bad idea and that the fact is you're actually creating New, in, new income for, this, for the region, not hurting it. I think that's really important. So again, it goes to the core of explaining what it is, how our business works. I can't stress that enough. And that's really where the expertise of the tech transfer office is, is the lead on this. The, the people in government relations have the relationships, but you have the knowledge, you have the examples, you can talk about the specific things that you've done and, and, and introduce them maybe to some of your local startup companies. If you created some startups, Maybe have them talk to them about how they worked with you to begin this new business, which hopefully will grow, hire more people, maybe eventually will go off on its own, be bought by a larger entity, but it will grow, it will develop new opportunities for the community. And again, if there are public events that you can hold, that you hold every year, or things you can do in the community, see if your government relations people can help you invite in the mayor, the city council, your congressman, whoever, to come see this and understand these things. Once they see these things in the flesh, we put a face on these things. It's not just some abstract idea now. We're actually creating real people, real jobs, new companies, that sort of thing. I think that really has the best impact in terms of trying to alleviate any concerns and really educate them about the real benefits of tech transfer. Absolutely. And a follow on question to that is not surprisingly, states and local governments often have their own unique policy landscapes. You've alluded to that a little bit. How can tech transfer professionals navigate these specific policy environments to promote a conducive atmosphere for innovation? Well, see, that's, again, another reason why you want to have a good relationship with your government relations yeah, people, absolutely. because that's what that's what that's what they're hired to do. They're hired to stay in touch with all these nuances and understand which city councilman, which mayor, which whoever state rep has an interest in certain issues. What are the things that will attract him or her 
And what do we need? How do we need to talk to that person to try to get them to be on our side on these issues? So this rely on their expertise. This is what they get paid to do. They have these relationships with people. You know, we're all in a relationship business. Uh, the tech transfer people have relationships with potential investors, with with other corporate entities. The government relations people, their their customers are policymakers. So use their relationships that they have so that you can advance your cause here. There's a lot of other ways to sort of get involved in this, too. You know, the local chamber of commerce is great. There are a number of regional economic development groups. You know, a lot of tech transfer people are involved in all of those kinds of things. And that's really helpful because then you're making connections that you can use in your business, but you're also reaching sort of leaders in the community or in the region and talking about how important the university's efforts on tech transfer are to the whole ecosystem in that region. So use those groups as well as a way to sort of share this knowledge and understand the policy environment in which you're working. Now, I wanted to turn and ask you about funding and support because these are crucial for tech transfer offices. What strategies can TTOs employ to engage with state and local governments for financial backing and support for their innovation endeavors? Yeah. So I think that's a good question. And obviously, some universities actually invest in their own tech transfer operations. They create the seed funds and that sort of thing. So that's kind of a internal kind of a thing. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not aware of a lot of states that invest directly in tech transfer, but a lot of states invest in economic development. And so I think you ought to look for ways to piggyback your efforts with what's going on in the region. That's why I think these regional collaborations are so important. Um, and I think working with these other groups will allow you to find out about opportunities where you can tap into that. Uh, I know at the University of Michigan, where I worked for a number of years, there was a whole office that spent a lot of time working with the state of Michigan's Economic Development Corporation to actually tap into some grants that they used that were mostly things like uh, helping communities where plants had closed, a lot of auto plants and, and parts. Oh, manufacturers. yeah, Michigan for sure. Yeah, in Michigan for sure. Yeah. Yes. And the upper Midwest. And so that was very helpful. Now, that doesn't re directly relate to tech transfer, but there are opportunities, I think, to work within that scheme in your own campus to try to see, is there a way that we can leverage some of this assistance for ourselves? Again, I think having internal conversations about this and being connected to these outside groups is the key to sort of being aware of what there might be in terms of opportunities uh, about, about uh, funding. When we do the federal piece next time, we'll talk a little bit more about the direct funding now that is available from the federal government to help tech transfer. So I want to explore this idea of public awareness because it's vital in advocacy efforts. How can tech transfer offices engage with the local community like you were just talking about to help create better awareness and garner public support for their various initiatives that are driving innovation as well as this economic growth that we've been talking about? Well, this is the chance for the tech transfer office to really to really show its chops, to really demonstrate its value. Uh, so there are lots of great things that, that tech transfer offices do, and they should be trying to make sure people understand what they're doing and get credit for that. So I know that a lot of universities put out press releases when there are new companies formed, which is great. And those can all be aggregated uh, to talk about the well, what there's going to happen, how many employees they're going to have, what they're trying to accomplish, that sort of thing. Um, there are annual reports. I know that at Michigan, we that our tech transfer office does an annual report every year. How many licenses? How many new companies did we form? How many new inventions did we discover? 
Those are great. I used to take those around Washington and give them to our members of Congress and show them the value that we were providing. So if you're doing an annual report, if you're not doing one, you should be doing one because it has so many uses. But it's also great for internal purposes as well with your own people in your research office and in the president's office to understand the value that you're bringing. Uh, the other thing, another thing that you can do is events. And um, I know that at Michigan, they have an event every fall focused on innovation. It's kind of like an all-day fair where they bring in startup companies and they each, they'd have them set up in a big ballroom with tables and they'd talk about what they were doing. And you could walk around and meet these people. And then there was an overriding program that talked about the value of all this effort. I think that's really valuable. And if you can get local leaders to that, whether they're federal or state, uh, or city leaders to that sort of thing. That's really, again, you're putting faces on this effort that we're doing. It's not some abstract idea. Here are real people and real companies being formed out of this whole thing. So, and you're really trying to make tech transfer understandable to the average person when you do that. So events, publications, press releases, all those sorts of things are really helpful. Working again with your government relations people and also your public relations people on your campus because they love to sing your, your praises and make sure they're out there telling people what a great job you're doing. So I want to turn now to collaboration with local entrepreneurs, because that can be a really powerful advocacy tool. How can tech transfer offices effectively collaborate with local business leaders and entrepreneurs to help amplify their message and garner support from the state and local governments? Yeah, I alluded to that a little earlier. I, I think there are a lot of state uh, uh, economic development uh, players that you can work with. You know, you have your chambers, you have your, your regional economic development groups, you have your state economic development people. Uh, you also can look at other folks like state associations. For example, almost every state has a bio association. And that is all the biotech companies in your state. And you're probably already working with them anyway. This is a great way to sort of work with them on a collective message about the value of these sorts of things. In the past, for example, in Washington, uh, we've worked with those groups to sort of make sure Congress understood that some of these things that might be uh, uh, not helping uh, new discoveries in the medical field were not just our view, but they're also the view of the people who are actually trying to take those ideas to market. So if you can work together with your state bio association, other kinds of groups like that, industry associations uh, in your state, in your region, that's really, really helpful to try to have those collaborations. Local chambers, economic development people, all those opportunities, they really all give you a, a forum for you to talk about uh, the value that you're bringing to the community and the the great ideas that you're doing and all this great science. We're now It's now being paid back because now we're getting inventions and new discoveries as a result of all this federal investment and research that we get. So Mike, finally, as the podcast comes to a close, I wanted to ask you, what advice do you have for tech transfer professionals in measuring and communicating the success of their advocacy efforts to both internal stakeholders, as well as the broader community when it comes to working with state and local governments? Sure. Well, you know, I think, first of all, when we talk about the way of measuring, that's always a tricky business. You know, I think Autumn itself has wrestled with that issue over many years. I mean, how do we measure success in tech transfer? Um, I think in the past, it was always focused on things like uh, revenue, licensing revenue and patent revenue and that sort of thing. And I think there's value in that. But I also think there's a broader message here that you need to convey about the, the measuring the success of your uh, efforts in terms of how what we're trying to accomplish in the tech transfer sphere. You know, I talked about sharing success stories through the press. 
annual reports are a great way to sort of aggregate all of that and have an annual statement that you can give to anybody in your campus or anybody off your campus that says, you know, you if you think tech transfer is not really valuable, here's why it is. And here are all the great ways. Here are all the lives we've touched. Here are all the things we've actually accomplished. You know, and the other thing, too, you know, there's another piece of tech transfer that you often don't think about, which is all this money that's spent on research is also training the scientists of tomorrow. Because in every lab, there are professors and researchers, but there are also graduate students. And those graduate students working on those grants and helping develop that research are going to be the researchers of tomorrow. And so the tech transfer is often the knowledge from the faculty to the graduate students who are then gonna become the faculty in the future. That's another version of tech transfer. It's not directly involved with the kind we think about, but it's a really a very positive thing for our country and for the world when that happens. You know, make sure that your university leaders understand this as well. You know, you're sharing this information with them. Uh, you want them to be advocates for you. You want the president to be able to go around when he's uh, he or she is on at the state capitol or at the or at the city hall to say, you know, we really made a real a real impression here, uh, an economic value that we've had to the region. Here are some of the things we've already been working on. Arm those people with ideas, examples, success stories. And again, work out with your government relations people how to make the most of these success stories. They love to go and tell your great story. They need your great story. It buys them uh, a positive image. A positive image is the best. It's the currency that lobbyists use when they go to try to make advocacy work, whether it's at the state or local or federal level. So the more you can make your university or your institution uh, a, a, a prominent and positive member of the community, the greater you start in that process in terms of the eyes of people you're trying to influence there. So it's great. Uh, communication is great. If you don't know who your people are in your, t in your government relations office, the first thing you should do when, this, when you've heard this podcast is go meet them, take them to coffee, go sit down and introduce yourself. Make sure they come visit your office and see what you're all about. Make sure they understand what it is you're doing. Make sure they're on your uh, lists for all your press releases. Make sure you're sharing your annual reports. If there's going to be an event on campus, let them know in advance. Maybe they can try to invite people to come to that, local leaders. So those are all really important things. So be doing all that. I know it's hard when you're in tech transfer and you're busy doing all sort of the basics of the business, but it really helps to try to find outside folks who are willing to, to be third-party supporters of what you're doing. And when we get policymakers to understand tech transfer, we get our we push our whole, our whole uh, uh, profession in a positive way. That's absolutely fantastic advice. And Mike, I can't thank you enough so much for your time today and for sharing your insights on advocacy at the state and local level. That's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Thanks so much, Mike, for sharing your expertise during this informative discussion on advocacy for technology transfer at the state and local level. To our listeners, I hope you found this episode to be a valuable resource, whether you're a seasoned tech transfer professional or just starting in the field. Be sure to join us next week as Mike will be back to continue this conversation at the federal level. We'll be exploring how advocacy efforts translate to the national stage, bringing you more practical insights and actionable strategies. Thanks for listening to Autumn on the Air with Lisa Mueller. Get social with us and share your thoughts. You can tweet us at AUTM or visit us online at AUTM.net. We'll be back next week on the air. Be sure to join us.
New to Tech Transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for Tech Transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses, insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and a line on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.